0: This is episode 14 of Ruminate, a podcast about what's on our minds. I'm Rob Lewis, and with me is John
1: Voorhees. Good morning, John. How are you? Good morning, Rob. I'm doing really well. Doing really well. Um, I don't know. You know, should we update the Chicago weather situation? Oh, go on, then. I'm sure people are dying to hear. <laughs> it's spring now, it seems like. Uh, it's warm, so I'm not suffering like I was. I'm sure everybody will care, cares about that.
0: Yeah, and as a response to update the Portsmouth situation, uh, it's uh, it's actually got colder, so uh, certainly not Chicago cold by any stretch, but um, but yeah, it's getting a little bit colder here. I'm sure, yeah, it'll, yeah. I'm sure it'll get well, you warmer know, again at some point.
1: You know, I thought we ought to remind people why we're here again after just a week, and um, it's because you got sick, which happens, and we skipped a week, so we're doing back-to-back. It's almost like a bonus episode, but not really.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, well, let's not call it a bonus episode Because uh, I don't want to get people's hopes
1: up <laughs> It's always a bonus when, when people listen to us So, um, all right.
0: yeah, I mean, as a result of that We don't have any follow-up uh, this week at all
1: Yes, that could be because we don't actually have follow-up Or it could just be that I didn't open the old document And see if we'd seen anything But I don't think we do actually have any, do we? Uh,
0: no, I don't think we do
1: Well, most of our stuff I think this week comes out of, straight out of Twitter, right?
0: Uh, yeah, pretty much
1: I mean um, yeah, why don't nothing,
0: you, uh, no, no, nothing no massive uh, meaty topics this week, just a, a spattering of, of various different things.
1: Yeah, the first one um was from you. You had an interesting Amazon Prime experience, which is, was new to me. I mean, why don't you explain what that's all about?
0: Yeah, so I was um I was just looking through my wish list uh on Amazon. Uh so kind of keep a list of different things that you know I'm waiting for the price to drop or seeing when it's available, things like that. Uh, and I noticed on the, the Thor 2 Blu-ray uh, that it said it was uh, sold and dispatched by Amazon exclusively for Amazon Prime members, uh, which I thought was, um, I mean, it, it it certainly seems new to me. It's the first time I've seen it. Um, and basically what this means is if you're not logged into Amazon and you search for that or you're not a Prime member, you cannot buy that that item at all.
1: Yeah, that was new to me too, and um also kind of curious that they would pick Thor too because it's not a very good movie. Um, but but uh, yeah, it's uh, I've not seen anything like this before, and I'm looking right now at the US um, v- version of this movie, and I'm not seeing the same thing.
0: No, and I, I did have a little kind of hunt around, and I thought, well, let's, let's have a look at some of the other superhero movies, you know, Marvel, DC, stuff like that. Um, And I wasn't able to find any other examples of this where an item was only available for Amazon Prime members. Um, I mean, we we spoke a a few episodes back about, you know, the value of Amazon Prime and things like that. Um, And I guess maybe this is just another one where they're, you know, maybe testing out to see if they can get more people to sign up. Um, Yeah. I mean, as you said, I don't think Thor 2 is probably the best one to do it on um, because it's certainly not one of the most popular superhero movies by any stretch, but... um, I mean it's fine for me because I'm a prime member I'm you know it doesn't it really doesn't affect me at all but you know I can see this maybe kind of annoying people more than anything
1: yeah I I, I can too I mean I suppose one reason they might have picked Thor 2 is because it's obscure enough that it's not going to it's not going to have that effect if they're just doing testing right now right Um, that's a possibility. Um, yeah, I, these little perks that they give prime members are interesting to me because on the one hand, most of them, I don't really care about one way or the other, and they don't, they don't make, they're not enticing me to, I don't think they would entice me to sign up for prime, but I think they may help keep me from, from leaving prime. If you know what I mean? Just because the primary thing for me is just the free shipping and the faster shipping, um, and not having any minimum dollar requirements for items for the most part that are, that are shipped, you know, right, straight away. Um, but, uh, that's, that's the main benefit and, and having these other things are, is kind of nice. Um, I guess it, probably the one I like the most is maybe prime video, although I haven't really watched anything on it except for the man in the high castle. How about you?
0: Uh, yeah, I watched man in the high castle and, uh, I, th- I think they had some series of uh, of Arrow that uh, that US Netflix didn't have at one point. Um, I mean, right now they both have them, uh, mm-hmm. but I think I think when I got to series three of Arrow, they uh, Netflix US and UK didn't have it, but Amazon Prime happened to have it. Um, but yeah, kind of the same as you. I've only really watched uh, Man in the High Castle on there. Um, it's the, the selection. I, I think the problem is compared to u.s netflix the selection is, is pretty similar for the most part for the kind of things i'm watching um but it right. seems to be that uh netflix us and amazon prime kind of have the same content for the most part
1: mm-hmm. isn't is it netflix or is it hbo that's that's going to start cracking down on people who are attaching from vpns in other countries to u.s accounts uh well this was yes yeah, it is netflix and it was maybe I
0: don't know, maybe a month or so ago now, and they kind of said within the next couple of weeks um, we're going to be cracking down on it. I mean, and as somebody who uses US Netflix, you know, fairly regularly, at least, you know, a few times a week, I've, I've not seen any evidence of that yet, so... Um, oh, well, that's good. I mean, I, I wonder whether maybe they're just going to start uh, cracking down on the bigger, um, that, like kind of the bigger free uh, proxies or maybe the paid ones. Um and maybe the one that I use just isn't hit, hasn't been, uh, you know, shut down yet. But who knows?
1: Yeah. Well, we'll try to keep them away from it. I mean, there aren't there aren't really that. I, I was gonna say there aren't that many proxies, but I'm sure there actually are tons of them. It's just there aren't that many, kind of, big, semi legit ones.
0: Yeah, and it, it's kind of a dodgy area. You start getting into these weird kind of free websites with, you know, the, these dodgy kind of download buttons that don't really download anything, or it's viruses and things like that. So, um. But yeah, as of right now, I haven't seen any evidence to suggest that um, they're blocking it.
1: Yeah, I don't know how they could, especially if you're using something like a VPN that that is routing your traffic through another country's servers. But uh, maybe they have a way.
0: Yeah, and I, I get the impression that in reality, Netflix don't care. I, I don't. I don't honestly think it's Netflix who care. It's the studios and the, and the cable networks that are selling their content. it's them who cares um because Netflix as far as they're concerned they're still getting my money um it it is of no concern to them whether I'm watching the US version or the UK version um they're still getting my six pound a month
1: yeah that's I mean that's always been a mystery to me why movie studios and TV networks feel the need to have these region restrictions I mean it really makes no sense to me whatsoever
0: no it's, it's pretty strange but um
1: I mean, it's one of those historic anomalies. I know we've talked about it before, but it's uh, it's 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 just pushing people to uh, things like torrents more than anything else.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, you know, the, there's there's been some stuff that I know I've watched on U.S. Netflix that if I didn't have access to that, I, I wouldn't have even been able to buy it anywhere. Um, you know, right. it, it wasn't accessible at all. Um, I, I can't remember specific examples, but that definitely has been the case in the past. So, um, so yeah. But um, anyway, I think that's that was only kind of supposed to be a short little thing, but we we kind of got off got off on a tangent there a little bit. Um, you you've got a topic in here um, about kind of hiding the price of your app, and and this is kind of related to what you're doing this week uh, with with Blink. So do you want to jump into that?
1: Yeah, I guess it occurred to me for from a couple of different avenues. I mean, I was looking at an app this week um, that Dropler came out with called Screenbot, which is a um, a plug-in for Slack and integration, as they're called on Slack, for doing screenshots. Um, and it basically just takes the Dropler app and drops it into the context of Slack, which is pretty nice. Um, the thing is, though, that when you sign up for it, it says try it for free, and you download it and you try it for free. And after 20 screenshots, it says now you have to go pro if you want to continue using this. Um, and it c- takes you to a Droppler pro page and has pricing for the various tiers that they offer. I mean, they do have a free tier, which is the 20 screenshots a month for free. Um, but the problem with it, from my perspective, was when I clicked the Try This For Free button, I had no idea how long I was going to be using it for free and what the terms were or ultimately what the price was going to be. And that that always kind of bugs me. I mean, I, I I think free trials are great, and I'd love to be able to, you know, use those in the Mac app store and, and other places as has been discussed probably ad nauseum, um, in the co- context of Apple software. But, um, I think when you offer free, it helps to have the pricing right there. So people know what they're, what they're ultimately looking at if they want to purchase your software. I mean, it, it doesn't really help to have someone be irritated once they, uh, finish the free trial and and are presented with pricing, Um, And maybe it's, you know, more than they want to spend. And that came up with Blink only because I'm going to do a sponsorship of 512 pixels this week starting tomorrow. And, um, you know, I had the choice in the sponsor copy to include the price of the app or not. And I think most iOS developers don't do that. They just have a link to the store. And I, I put the price in because I just figure what good is there sending someone to you know have iTunes launch and open up to the the blink page and see that it's $5 and then maybe they don't want to spend $5 and now they're just kind of irritated um i suppose you know they can't leave a review if they don't download it but um i don't think it does anybody good any good to send someone into the store um, with the expectation of maybe getting something for less than they had hoped uh, and then finding out that it costs too much from their perspective. Um, so I put it in. And I, I don't know. I think that free trials are great, as I said. But I do think that it, it pays to have the um, the pricing there and available for everybody to see when they're – so they know what they're getting into.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I, the, the biggest problem uh, you know, with, say, not listing the price for me is – Um, You know, say I go and check out a Mac app, which you know historically they're a little bit more expensive than iOS apps, and they've just got you know a download on the App Store. So I I click that, but if I'm on my phone, that's not going to show me any information. So I can't even I can't even make a decision as to whether it's worth me coming back to it later. Um, You know, and again, like you kind of said, if you're doing a you know there's a post and it links to Blink, and I I don't think it doesn't seem to me there's any disadvantage to telling people the price. I mean. I have heard some arguments in the past that uh, the problem is like it, you know, as you say, it might be five dollars in the US App Store, um, but that, you know, allegedly that doesn't help somebody in the UK App Store or you know somewhere in Europe. But I, I think it's kind of a given that you know almost all prices that you do see for apps across the web, uh, certainly on Apple's platforms, are almost always in US dollars.
1: Right. Yeah, it, that's it's, it's it's a fair point, but um, and it'd be nice if there was some way to deal with that. I mean, I've seen actually uh, we've gotten emails at Mac Stories complaining that you know the everything's quoted in dollars, but there's really nothing we can do about that, right? I mean, you know, there's no there's no hook into the Apple system to detect what country someone is is viewing the website from and changing the currency. That I mean, it's not perfect, but at least if it's in dollars, you can kind of get a I, I think most people, like, I think, I, I assume that when you look at C5, you think, oh, that's probably going to be like, you know, eight pounds or something like that. Uh, or seven pounds.
0: Other way, John. It would be, uh, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it, would be, it would be three pounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should,
1: well, so I just, just undermine my entire point there. <laughs>
0: no, but you are right, though. Like, I, I, you know, I kind of look at that and, and I just know that it's going to be, you know, I think it's two ninety nine maybe is the UK
1: price. Um, yeah, you know roughly. I mean, you won't know exactly, but you know roughly what it should be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I guess, the other problem is maybe not from a developer's perspective, because I assume you are you are able to find out what price it is being sold for in the UK, or there's some, at least some kind of conversion chart. Um, but for, you know, somebody who's writing, you know, somewhere like Mac Stories, perhaps, who, who's maybe not a developer, like, you know, Federico Vitticci, he's not a developer, he writes about this stuff... Um, how can he find out what the price is in europe and in the uk and the us without kind of switching stores and things like that like it's it's not easy to find out these prices um, well you know what, even you to include include them.
1: You what know could what you i can, use john he could use blink it does that it does that <laughs> you could switch really quickly and figure, and it'll display the price but yes you're right it's not easy to do that um And, you know, there are some websites I've seen that just say, you know, available on the App Store and has a link and they don't mention the price. But um, I do think overall, you're better off showing some sort of price than not showing a price at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the ideal and I guess kind of not easiest, but the next easiest option would be to kind of show US, Euro pricing, and then maybe UK pricing as well. Because I think between the US and Europe, that's kind of going to cover um, a, a fair amount of of the, the available customers.
1: Yeah, that's true. It would, it would definitely do that. Um, but then you would immediately get people in other countries who are very upset about that. So I don't think there's a good solution, unfortunately. I mean, it's easy for developers because, you know, you just set your app price based on it. They call them tiers. So, I mean, I think blinks tier five because that's effectively like $5. Right. And then you look down a chart and you see what that means in every currency, in all 140 countries or so that they sell apps, so it's it's easy in that sense, but there's no there's no way to really um, hook into that and dynamically display it. I mean, and as we were talking about before with VPNs, and you you wouldn't even you know you don't necessarily even can't necessarily even pinpoint where someone is located anyway.
0: No, of course, and I, and I guess the other problem is that Apple like the the dollar prices are kind of those are the standard prices, and then. Everything else under that can change based on, you know, e- exchange rates when Apple update that pricing uh, kind of conversion. So, you know, even if you did have, you know, you had worked out the prices for, say, five or six different regions and then Apple changed that, you know, for what that means, say, in the UK, you've then got to go through and update all of that, you know, marketing material and things like that. And it's it's not ideal.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, that is how they do it. I mean, I think they use the U.S. dollars kind of their baseline um and then they and then they adjust from there because i do get emails from time to time saying hey we're changing the price in australia it's going to cost you know this much more now so uh, and that's just how it works they just change the tiers you know they 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 key everything off the us dollar and then as currencies fluctuate fortunately they don't do that that often but it does happen from time to time
0: yeah i mean i think i can only think of one instance where they've done it for uh for uk pricing because we went from uh the uh, the ninety nine cents apps were fifty nine p over here, uh, and they jumped up to sixty nine p I think, um, but that's the only time I can I can think that's actually happened for UK pricing. Yep, yep. So um, anything else on on pricing?
1: As well? No, no, that's that's it. That's it. I mean, I think we've got some interesting things we found around the web this week um, for the rest of our topics. Um, and the first one I, I love this one that you found because this this just shows that that people um, other people find the plastic bag situation in the UK as ridiculous and absurd as I do.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is your favorite topic, I think, John.
1: It <laughs> is. <laughs> so you want was, to explain the video?
0: Yeah. So this is a. It's, it's kind of a. is a parody video. Um, you know, it's kind of humorous, uh, kind of jokey video, and. Uh, I mean, we'll put the link in the show notes so people can actually watch it. But essentially, if you imagine instead of a drug deal, um, it's a plastic bag deal. Um, you know, and there's a guy and he's got, you know, various different plastic bags and he's got one from Ikea that, he, you know, I've oh, got this foreign plastic bag here that you can buy. Um, so th- this was posted on Reddit and the comments uh, that I think one of the first people to comment was the UK has gone so insane. I honestly can't tell if this is real or not. And the following replies to that were all British people convincing this guy that you have to have a plastic bag license and, you know, that you can't use a Tesco bag if you're in a different supermarket and, and things like that. You know, and people kind of saying, well, they, you know, they will take your plastic bags, but they're not legally supposed to and this kind of thing. <laughs> um, oh, they'll
1: conf- confiscate your plastic, huh? Uh,
0: yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> so it was just kind of funny to see, um, you know, kind of just everyone banding together for this kind of in-joke.
1: Um yeah. That's funny. Yeah, no, it was it, the comments were pretty good. I really, I thought the uh, the video was really well done. I liked it a lot, so I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, and we'll we'll link to I'll link to the uh, the comment thread on Reddit um, if you want to <laughs> want to see some of the replies of people banding together and uh, and doing that. So, um, the next one that we've got is uh, this is entitled Cage Match, um, and this is a. This is a Kickstarter for uh, the world's first Nicolas Cage dating website.
1: Yes, Nicolas Cage. D- and so you're supposed to... Um, I guess the way you match people up is by um, saying what your favourite Nicolas Cage movie is? Uh,
0: yeah, pretty much. You kind of rate um, you know, various different Nicolas Cage movies, and it kind of matches you up based on that. Um, a, a little bit of backstory on this is as best i can tell this is um this was kind of a, a an in joke between a few people that uh, that i know and i think it kind of started because it was uh oh wouldn't cage match be a good a good name for a dating site based on nicolas cage um <laughs> that you know that, that was pretty much it um and uh, adam the guy who's made the the kickstarter so you know he's put this on on kickstarter and a couple of people have asked him in in the slack that we're all part of and he, you know are you actually going to build it if you know if if you raise the money which is uh, i think it's 20,000 pounds is uh, put the target at um and and yeah he you know he, this is a, although it seems like a joke he genuinely will build it um if he reaches that target
1: oh my gosh somebody actually did do the 1000 £1, pound pledge <laughs> yes. i'm just looking through it right now
0: yeah I, I think i kind of caught the end of this conversation but i believe that this is this is a friend of his has actually put up a 1000 pound i think probably more than anything because we all kind of want to see it get to the total so
1: he actually has to build it. Yeah, that would be good. Wow. He's <laughs> he's got a little ways to go, but uh it's at like it's about uh well it's showing me dollars even though the pledges are in pounds, but it's showing me about $1700 of 29,000.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. And I think it's it's kind of weird cuz it's actually had a lot of coverage. It's been on uh, Gizmodo in Japan and uh there's a few different kind of dating related uh, news websites have, have posted and things like that but I think I think the problem is is that people are looking at it and they kind of don't believe that he's actually going to do it yeah um, I think that's the problem and like he you know he genuinely will build it if it hits the hits the target
1: I think I may have to sign up for this one so the conversion it's showing here it's one thousand one hundred and sixty one pounds of twenty thousand. That's cool. I think it's kind of funny.
0: It it's kind of funny that it started off as a joke, um kind of just an off the cuff comment and and then here we are with a with a proper kickstarter for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Um you found
0: an article that was it's possible. I mean, it, we're early in the year, but this might be headline of the year.
1: Well, I I'll tell you. I mean, there's nothing like the an- animal kingdom for a good, you know, a a good laugh. And we've done the we've done the um what was it? The wild boar that had a bunch of beers and got into a fight. Oh yeah, that was yet. yeah. <laughs> that was not. that's I think that was from uh our friend Graham Spencer in Australia. This is came courtesy of David Chartier here in Chicago and it was a an article that uh appeared in the Chicago Tribune yesterday and the headline was knife-wielding monkey terrorizes Brazilian bar after guzzling some rum. So we have a drunk monkey with if you watch this video, it's a iPhone video. It's a pretty sizable knife that this this monkey's carrying.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I think people should, you know, if if you were in this situation, you'd be scared. I mean, that's just because, you know, animals are a little bit unpredictable.
1: Yeah, it's it's on the roof and it looks like maybe there are a bunch of people eating outside down below and he's on the edge of the edge of the roof um swinging this knife around and it's a it's a good sized butcher knife so um this it looks like no one got hurt but there was there was a knife involved and they called the firefighters to finally capture the monkey.
0: I, that's got to be a hell of a call to get on the uh on the emergency response uh call center. <laughs>
1: yeah no it's uh God, probably somebody was feeding the monkey rum who knows yeah that so that's you know check it out it's it's another situation where you know don't get your animals drunk that's i think the takeaway from this one that seems like good advice all right so th- that's enough about monkeys rob could you um tell me what this whole tesco thing is all about seems like they're banning something.
0: Yeah, so Tesco, I, for those who don't know, it's, it's like it's, you know one of the biggest uh, supermarket chains in the UK, and they've decided that their bakery, because um, they have a you know have a fresh bakery in there that bake bread and, and pastries and that kind of thing, um, won't be doing curved croissants anymore uh, in their bakery uh, because apparently three quarters of customers prefer straight croissants over bent ones. <laughs> where do they get this information
1: they do a survey or something
0: that's what they claim i mean there's no source on that uh that sentence but that is that is what they're claiming um That'd be
1: uh, yeah i wonder how people know that they prefer straight ones because i don't think i've ever seen one that's straight
0: yeah and there's there's a quote from um i don't know a, a, a guy called harry jones from tesco it doesn't say what his his job title or qualifications are for this so, um, so yeah, the, the quote from him is that uh, with, with the crescent-shaped croissants, it's more fiddly and most people can take up to three attempts to achieve the perfect coverage. Uh, <laughs> this is, I can't, an employee of Tesco has said that on the record. I mean, this is just the most ridiculous story that it's I think we've
1: featured. Yeah, well, it's 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 a life hack and it's a productivity tip. So this is the hot tip of the day. Look for the straight ones because they're easier to deal with. I'm
0: not sure what's worse, the fact that this is a news story or the fact that we're talking about it, uh, which which by definition makes it a news story because I've read it and I've shared it with you and now we're discussing it.
1: Oh, I see see what they call a straight croissant. I guess I have seen those, but that's... uh, All right. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. It's not...
0: I don't know. This just seems (laughs) a very strange decision to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't seem uh, like it's much better. I like this site. There's a lot of weird stuff on here.
0: Yeah, this is the the free metro is the the, the newspaper that is given out free uh, on the underground in London um, and and trains and I think you can get it out outside of London, but for the most part, yeah, it's given away in London.
1: I like the must read article next to the picture of the croissants. Uh, which one are you getting? I'm getting bad news, lads. There's a testicle eating fish on its way to the UK. Uh, yep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> So, so you know, beware if you're in uh, in the UK that that fish is coming for you.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I, let's not even get into that story. I think we'll leave it at that.
1: That's a pretty nasty looking fish too. I wouldn't want that thing anywhere near me.
0: No, definitely not.
1: <laughs> oh, the one under it's pretty good too. I guess we better stop though.
0: Let's stop. This is just we're not. This is John and
1: Rob read clickbait articles. This is not. This is not the podcast. No, it's not. It's not. Oh gosh. All right. Do we have anything else today, Rob? I gotta stop reading these articles. (laughs) Close the tab, John. Walk
0: away. I did. I did. So um, I don't know. You've posted a a picture of a map uh, in relation to London and San Francisco. I'm not sure exactly what's going on
1: here. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. This was, um, I don't know, I just saw uh, this post this morning by, um, uh, it was retweeted by Graham Spencer, and it was, it's. this is for any time someone compares London and San Francisco. I didn't know doing that was, the, oh, no, 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 this wasn't posted by Graham. I think Chris Harris uh, retweeted this. But anyway, um, it, it I guess some people like to think that London is the same size as San Francisco, so this map basically uh overlays San Francisco, Detroit, Washington DC, Philadelphia, Dallas and Chicago on top of a map of London and shows that that uh oh and Seattle too and that all combined they would be about the same size as London.
0: Oh wow. So that okay, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. Um but yeah, that's
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I, yeah, I, th- I assume that this is by size, not by population, but it's not not entirely clear. But it, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I knew London was big. I didn't know it was that big.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I'm not sure what they categorize as London or not. But, yeah, I mean, that, that seems about right. It, it, it is pretty big. Um, but, yeah, so we'll we'll pop a link to, in the show notes
1: to that as well. Um, so I think, was there anything else, John, before we... Uh... I don't think so. I think um, the, the last topic we have is Deadpool because you and I both saw this in the last week. I saw it last weekend, and what did you saw it? Was it yesterday or the day before?
0: Uh, yeah, I went and saw it uh, early yesterday morning, so the the first showing yesterday morning. Um, so we'll we'll put a spoiler warning here now. Um, I mean, I, I said to John before the show, I really think it's quite difficult to spoil this movie. Um, but we'll put a spoiler warning here now. This will be the last thing we talk about. So if you don't want to hear anything about the movie before you see it. Feel free to stop the podcast, and we'll be back next week. So I think that gets the the spoilers out of the way. Yeah. Um. So what did what did you think of this, John? I mean, you 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 kind of into the superhero films for the most part in general. Yeah,
1: for the yeah for the most part. I mean, and, um, I don't worry. I, I you know I don't worry about the continuity and the storylines as much as I do just being entertained. And I thought this was a fantastic movie. It was really entertaining. Um, I liked it because it was. Uh, I think they did a particularly good job just with from um, a character standpoint i mean this wise cracking um deadpool was great and i'm not familiar with deadpool just as the as far as the comics are going i can't say that i've ever read a deadpool comic but i i really enjoyed the movie
0: yeah i mean uh, to, uh, to, to my understanding i think deadpool uh, in the comics is is fairly he kind of breaks the fourth wall and and you know references you know himself and things in the in the universe um in this same kind of style but yeah as you say I think they did a really good job of kind of portraying that um you know they they just kind of wanted to make fun of the whole kind of franchises really um you know I, I think uh one of my favorite lines from it he's uh Deadpool's getting pulled away by Colossus and he says come on let's go and speak to Professor X and uh and Deadpool says something like, uh, oh, "I was that McAvoy or Stewart? I can't keep up with the timelines. Um, obviously referring yeah. to, uh, to James McAvoy and uh, Patrick Stewart.
1: Yeah, so at some point he even references, references Ryan Reynolds in, the, in one of his comments. I, I, it, was, it was, there was a lot of breaking the fourth wall, um, really good action. I mean, I think the story was fun, um, along with just kind of the, it ended up being kind of like an incredibly violent, foul mouth comedy.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it was, uh, this is, you know, it was really well done. Um, and, and yeah, I'm, I, I really enjoyed it and I, you know, I'm glad they finally got around to making it.
1: Is this the first R rated? I mean, I, I guess your rating system is different, but I, this is the first R rated Marvel movie that I can think of in the U S.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it is. I mean, yeah, as you say, our rating system is different. It's uh, it's a 15 over here. Um, so that's it's not i think our equivalent to the r rating is 18 um so it's not quite as as high as that but yeah this this is the i don't think to the best of my knowledge there's any other marvel films um that are that are rated a 15 most of those are a, a, a 12 um so yeah this is the um yeah this is the highest rated one uh certainly in the uk and and, and the same in the us i think
1: yeah 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 which is interesting but um yeah, I like I said, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was entertaining. I actually would look forward to seeing it again when it comes out on video. Um, it's if you have young children, it's not a young children's movie by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I think that if anything, Marvel has may have a problem with is that people might go to this expecting Captain America or something.
0: Yeah, it's, I think um, I, I think certainly in the UK because of the 15 rating, um, there is no way for. Uh, kids to see it at the cinema at all, or you know, even anyone under fifteen. So I think, you know, that it, just the the presence of the rating um, kind mm-hmm. of implies that maybe kids shouldn't be watching it. But based on some things I've been told with with people, you know, who work with kids and 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 or you know who who have kids and things like that, like the, the rating system, just nobody seems to care in the UK at all. Um, yeah. Partly because they they changed it um, kind of recently where or in the last few years where it used to be a 12 so uh 12 was a rating and you had to be you know 12 or older to see it where well, they changed that to be you have to be 12 unless you're with a parent um right. so like when i went to see age of ultron there was a kid in there who was maybe 7 7 or 8 yeah um because of the way the rating system changed so i think just the presence of the rating on this will at least uh keep the expectations as to you know what they're going to get out of the film, kind of in relation to to what you do actually get.
1: Sure, I know you were you were concerned about having packs of teenagers in your theater. Did you uh, were you able to avoid that by going to the uh, the early show? Uh, yeah, I did.
0: I went at ten a.m. Uh, on a Saturday morning, and there was maybe probably twenty people in there, uh, all adults. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a woman down the front who I think had never seen a comedy because she was <laughs> laughing very loud even at very kind of just the kind of joke that you'd normally just kind of chuckle or let out a little bit of air um right. she was laughing out loud at every single joke um right. and and it, it, if anything it was kind of funny because everyone else wasn't laughing so we were everyone in the in the theater was kind of laughing at her laughing at these uh-huh. really small jokes um but oh. yeah It was pretty good. There was there was no teenagers there. It was mostly just adults. So, yeah,
1: well, that's good. I I know somebody recently on Twitter accused you of uh, being forty years old. So I think this fits.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was actually accused of being forty twice in the same day. um, Oh, really? Two different people.
1: (laughs) Oh wow, that's great. (laughs) I couldn't stop laughing when I saw that. I thought it was a riot. Um, it, it seemed the movie seems to be doing really well. I mean, I know. I mean, we had a three day weekend last weekend because it was President's Day on Monday, and I tried to go see this. I think, I think I, I Sunday morning I was looking for tickets and I couldn't find any tickets for Sunday. And then Monday was really hard, so I ended up. I ended up, but I did end up finding them at a, like three in the afternoon um, showing cause there were, I wanted to go to one of the, we're getting a lot more of these theaters where you have assigned seating than we used to have, which I really like because you don't have to show up really early to get a good seat. And it's just a little more, it costs a little more, but it's a little more humane way to see a movie, I think. Uh, but it, all these, all these theaters were sold out for at least a couple of days. And it took me a little while to find a ticket.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been really popular. I mean, from what I've seen from, uh, from a few people, uh, you yeah joe Steele's, you know kind of tweets this kind of stuff and i think he's retweeted a few things but like um just the, the sheer amount of money this is making um it's, it's kind of at first being compared to other r-rated films but i think it's getting up there to be you know just just one of the highest grossing films like it you know it's, it's doing incredibly well um especially for an opening weekend r-rated film
1: yeah, it's kind of surprising in a way, just because um, I don't think that Deadpool is partic- is a particularly well known character unless you're really into comics.
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, he was a, a version of him played by Ryan Reynolds again was in uh, X Men Origins, uh, but um, but yeah, I mean that even in that he wasn't a particularly main character or anything. You you didn't really see a lot of him. Um, and, yeah, uh, I forgot. Until- I actually,
1: yeah, I actually forgot that myself.
0: Yeah, so you only really see a lot of him kind of at the end of the film, you know, the kind of final final fight scene. Um, but, it, right. you know, that is allegedly completely unrelated to this version of Deadpool. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I think, it, as you say, it's quite interesting that it's been so popular when, for the most part, you don't really hear about Deadpool. You know, he's not, certainly not referenced in any of the other films or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I really liked how the action scenes were shot here. I mean, with kind of the slow motion and everything. I mean, it was a little over the top, but it fit the movie perfectly because the whole movie was was intended to be completely over the top.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think the the the, the, the special effects work, you know, just the visual work that they did to get those fight scenes and and stuff like that was was just amazing. So um, I think that's probably it. I don't. I don't certainly not have anything else to add. Um, I think people should just go and see it if they haven't and have listened this far.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it was a great movie, highly recommended by both of us. Um, so if that's how you choose your movies, then definitely go see it. <laughs> so <laughs> people um, do listen, don't they, Rob? Oh yeah, they do listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So the show notes for this week uh, they'll be at ruminatepodcast.com dot com slash fourteen. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at
1: rm lewis uk and John. Where people can find you at John Voorhees. J o h n v o r h e s. <laughs> you sure about that? You sounded a bit hesitant. <laughs> yeah, I almost, I almost tripped over that, but yeah, it's just John Vorhees. It's my first and last name squished together. That's, That's maybe an easier way of doing it.
0: I'll, uh, I'll let you off. It's early, so uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I've had too much coffee. Is probably the problem by now. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, uh, we will be back. Uh, We'll be back to our normal schedule. We'll be back in two weeks. um, And I'll speak to you soon, John.
1: Great. Bye-bye.